Shalom and welcome to A Voice of Calling in the Wilderness. A trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to him, that they might be warned. We here are sounding the alarm that our time on earth is short and we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today, we're talking with Brian and Grant, and we're going to talk about something that's very hot on the press and hot in our hearts and very controversial, and that is violence in America. We have seen a series of violent acts over the last month or two, um, which really isn't true because we see violence in America all the time. We just don't talk about it as much in some areas because it doesn't fit a narrative for the media in general or one political schema or another. Hmm. And so when we have the—as we hear— from politicians say openly now, you can't get, let a good crisis go to waste. And so they like to capitalize on tragic events for political purposes. And we saw over the last few weeks several shootings across America, mm-hmm. all tragic, all unnecessary. And uh, we saw people that would... Uh, use those events for political advantage. Um, Beto O'Rourke being one of the worst that I've seen so far. Um, There's a guy that can't keep his mind set on how he feels about guns. One one time he'll tell you he doesn't want to take your guns, and the next he's telling you that we're coming after all your guns. Mm -hmm. Whatever the political wind blows, he seems to be on board for that. Beta O'Rourke. Beta. Yeah. Beta. Isn't it funny that uh, he has a Hispanic first name that he picked for himself and an Irish-sounding last name, and neither are really his name? Yeah, what's his real first name? Oh, I'd have to look it up. I can't even remember, but it's not even anything. (laughs) It's it's not even anything really. It's not even anything close close to what he goes So he's just fake. Yeah, he just wanted to give himself a really cool, you know, Beta. Well, if, if you're I'm, like a surfer, I'm man. calling him Beta. Not oh, no, beta. <laughs> he's not. But if an you alpha, think about he's it, he, he's in a state that um, Francis Ro- Robert lo- Francis. Right. <laughs> so he's in a state that has a lot of Hispanic people. Right. So if you want to connect with hmm. the a, a majority group of people, then you want to sound like them or be relatable, so you take on the name Beto. Well, here's my question. Did it work for him? <clears throat> Not last time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now he's going for governor, right? Actually, I don't think it's ever worked for him. No. Yeah, he's going for governor now because he couldn't get president. Did he win the primaries or did they do their primaries there yet? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But I know that he had a really... He made a really bad decision after yeah. the this uh, latest shooting in the Uvade. Well, yeah, he did. Because he decided that he would crash the governor's uh, press conference. And it's, it's disturbing and strange when you see a, a governor that's bound to a wheelchair mm-hmm. and the mayor of the town that just went through this tragedy, who, by the way, uses a walker and a cane— to get around. And both were so angry that they were ready to, you know, confront him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because of what he was doing was so despisable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish we had audio of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, w- it was a sad thing. And, um, but it's typical for what's going on in our country. Mm-hmm. We have um, one side of the political arena that would they would stoop to any level, I think, in order to gain the control they want through the removal of all defense tools. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what we're talking about. Um, guns in America have been a part of our culture since the founding of the nation, mm-hmm. since before our founding. And they're a defensive tool. They're yeah. not intended for us to go out and use them to create havoc or cause harm, they can be, but 
all tools could be. You could do the same with a hammer. You could do the same with a knife. Well, the proof is um, in statistics. We can take, uh, we have a case study with Australia mm-hmm. who banned guns. And when they banned guns, oh, gun violence went way, 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 way down. But the murder rate stayed the same. Yeah, exactly. Knife <laughs> violence went way, 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 way <laughs> yes, up. Yes, it did. Right. And so it didn't actually change what humans did to each other. Right. It just changed how they did it. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of people like to point to New Zealand as a good example. They don't point to Australia because it did have a lot more knife violence than other countries have. And rock violence. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> In New Zealand is one of the poster children, I guess you would call it, that the left likes to point to. And yet they still had the massacre in Christchurch. They did. Yep. and But the thing that, that they will not tell you is if you did a per capita study and compared New Zealand to the United States, we're very comparable. Mm-hmm. We're, we're only about two places off in the world from where we rank when wow. it comes to gun violence. Wow. And then if you take out like four states or four, four counties out of that, it's very, very low. Like you take out yeah, Chicago, I, I mean, take out Illinois. <laughs> yeah, you could take out, if you took out Chicago, L.A. and New York, LA, our crime rate would be, it would tank. <laughs> you know, incredibly lower than what well, Chicago on an average weekend, like 35 killings. But that's not what the media would have you believe. No, it's not because there there is a... Well, we just have to start admitting this. The media works for a George Soros. organization. Slips it in there. So, so the media in the United States works for or an organization mm-hmm. that is about control and and um, being um, the drivers in the society, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be able to defend yourself because they want to be able to do things in your world that will cause you to rise up against them. It's because they actually understand the Constitution. Yeah. It's not that they don't understand it. It's that they do, but they don't like it and they want it gone. Mm-hmm. Because well, and I think it's people bigger than the Constitution it. because look in other countries. Look what happened in Belize. Look at in other nations well, London is where a good example. people mm-hmm. rose up and physically removed their leadership from their capitals. And I, I'm trying to think of what the country was. There's a country over in Europe in the last couple of years where they physically went in, pulled all their leadership out of the Capitol building and threw them in the trash, in the dumpsters. I really wish we could do that. Mm. <laughs> like it wouldn't be pretty and it's probably not the right way to go about it. But I feel like we need a cleansing. Yeah, and I think that it's easy to see in, in a lot of cases where some of the folks that we see repeatedly doing things that are counterproductive for the well-being of the nation, they sort of deserve some retribution. And and we, it's human nature for us to want that. Mm-hmm. Now, that it leads to a very good discussion about this topic because when we marginalize people— when we when we make them less than us, which is what a lot of these folks are trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. They, they want to make our needs, our desires, our opinions less than theirs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we are the oppressors. No, that's right. But that's also <laughs> why they say the majority wants, the majority says. The e- truth is, even is though, that's not really true. No, but they take they pick they take cherry picked polls. Mm-hmm. And then they take that as evidence to back up what they're saying. But those polls are almost wholly inaccurate because they are designed to get the results that they want. You have to stop talking about them as they're a poll either because a lot of it's just fake data. Yeah. There's not really a poll. Well, that that could be too. No. I mean, have you ever been polled? No. But I I mean, I've I've, I got a phone call once and I said, I do not want to participate. Oh, good job, man. You could have been that one voice to tip the scale. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, but I've seen online polls where the MSNBC or CBS or ABC was no. making, let's say they were making a claim about, and we'll go back and talk about President Trump for just a second, but they were making some claim about President Trump, and 
and they would make this poll come out and said, you know, majority, 80% of Americans believe this. And I'm looking at the same poll online and mm -hmm. like 90% of Americans didn't believe it. Oh, so they were just straight up saying the opposite. Absolutely. They're saying whatever they want to say because mm -hmm. people don't fact check them. Well, no, they're, nobody they're, they're trying to get their agenda back. I mean, looks for information. But going back to marginalizing people, we have had the, well, it's a shame, really. We've had the shame in our nation of doing that multiple times over history. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did it to the Japanese during World War II. We put U.S. citizens into camps. Mm -hmm. And because... We couldn't trust them. They they had to be lesser than us. Mm -hmm. um, we 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 did that with the Jim Crow laws, where we you know wouldn't allow uh, African Americans to be a whole vote count. We've done it with the Native Americans over the, our history. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've done this as a society multiple times. Nothing's really changed. The difference is, is today we are. Our society, or at least the the societal engine that is trying to move, right, mm -hmm. it is trying to marginalize white people, men, mm -hmm. then it goes to Christians. Those are the ones that are in the target zone of marginalization now. Mm -hmm. What anybody that values the core family values, right? Right. Anybody that looks at the traditional family. Mm-hmm and claims that as what is normal and what is right, mm -hmm. is now have a target on them for marginalization. Yep. You're a bigot, you're this, all these names start coming out. The reason why they do the name calling is, is because if they can do identify you as a bigot, as a Nazi, as a hater, all these, mm -hmm. then yeah. you're not human. Mm -hmm. It's easy to treat people badly if you don't see them as human. Yep. Right. Yep. That and, you know, not everybody... Um, who would be accused of that has the integrity to, to not care or to stand up and say, it doesn't matter what you say about me that, you know, I know it's not true. Yeah. Some people will actually shirk back and start being silent, like, well, you called me a Nazi. Yeah, I can't, hey, I'm not a Nazi. Okay, I'm a... You know, I'm a good person. <laughs> okay. Don't, you know, some people are we'll afraid of, of persecution. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and we, 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 I say we, we evangelical Christian conservative Republicans allowed this to happen when the whole PC movement came along and we were afraid to be called a name. Oh, yeah. Right. We could have put a stop to it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. No, you're wrong. You're crazy. Sit down. Shut up. Mm -hmm. It would have been that easy. Yes. Yep. Instead, we were like, ooh, I don't want to be called that name. I should probably be quiet. Yeah, I'm going to back off and kind of no, hide. No, you, you weren't wrong. Why yeah. would you ever back off from a bully? Yeah, right? That's what they were. They were bullies. They're still bullies today. They're worse bullies today than ever. I've said that to several friends of mine. I was like, there's just a lot of bullies out there. And yeah. there, there's, I mean, there's more. There's a lot of them. So now <laughs> if you take this marginalization mentality because mm -hmm. that's been part of our society in some element from over 100 years, 200 years, right? Mm -hmm. We have to admit that. There's things about ourselves we have to admit. That's one. There's some element of our society that is always going to try to marginalize other people. So now let's combine that with something else. We have a mental health crisis. Years ago, we had institutions where people who were not fit to be in public would live mm -hmm. because we didn't want the, the guy down the street deciding that today's the day that he's going to run over a kid with a car. Mm -hmm. Or the day that he's going to go and cut around, go around and cut all the neighborhood cats' heads off. I mean, there's some really, really terrifyingly crazy people out there. Oh, yeah. We have to be okay with saying that that's true because it is very true. Mm -hmm. um, it's not PC. You will get hate mail for saying that because, oh, well, it's dangerous to say those things about people. No, it's <laughs> honest. It's honest. He's right. Yeah. It's honest to say, look. This person doesn't fit into our society because they're dangerous. Well, mm -hmm. what makes it dangerous? It's not actually dangerous to say that because, because... if you're bringing <laughs> out the truth, mm -hmm. you might be able to deal with the problem and then eliminate what would be dangerous. So those that would claim that to be dangerous would tell you that because it creates a stigma for that person and they will become treated different. But what yes. I, what I That's see... That's the point. <laughs> right. What I right? see the real danger is isn't 
their concern isn't about that person. Their concern is about the control of the narrative. It's the control. It is the control. It sounds. It sounds like they're saying that's dangerous because if we talk about the things you don't want to talk about, then you lose your power. But these also are the same people that. that are trying to get everybody to believe that the way you feel, your emotions are the most important thing. Right. And so the same if people, yeah, they're above facts. So right? here we go. We create a narrative. Mm-hmm. Your emotions are super important, are more important than anything else. How you feel, how somebody yeah, makes you, you feel mm-hmm. is the superior motivation, the superior important thing. So the here's the thing. If you start to let that person be treated different, their feelings will get hurt. Now, because that feelings, person's feelings could be hurt by the truth, you have to not allow that because then they'll find a way to hurt your feelings. So you get allies mm-hmm. who are going against what's right in the preservation of an idea of don't hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And you know what that does? That breeds weak people. Well, absolutely. Well, because, of course, we've seen that. Because <laughs> overcoming adversity is what creates strength. Uh-huh. He's right. Absolutely. hmm So we are creating a society of weaker people because all these people, I mean— all of us have been bullied at some point in our life, and I, I can't imagine that there's one person out there would say, well, nobody's ever tried to bully me. I mean, that's just really not realism. I mean, honestly. Unless it was the bully himself. But even bullies got bullied. That's how they got there. Yeah, by their it's fathers. Or, yeah, right. Somebody started bullied that, him. Mm-hmm. Right? And it could be a generational thing. It could, who knows? But somebody started that. And so you have bullies that will say mean things to people. Mm-hmm. We've created a society of weaker people. So when you have somebody say something to you hurtful, instead of looking at them going, I don't care what your opinion of me is, we internalize it. Now we become depressed. Mm-hmm. We become angry. It happens again. Pretty soon we get four, five, ten stacked on top of each other. We start modifying our behavior. We dress differently. Mm-hmm. There's this whole goth thing that's been around for a while. It definitely makes you um, stand out from the crowd. It's different than the majority of other people, the way they dress, Mm -hmm. um, the black makeup and all that stuff. It introduces the opportunity for you to be a target for more bullying. And it's called risk behavior. When I was in pre-law, I learned about risk behaviors. And one of the things that they talked about was all of us allow different levels of risk into our lives. And so we experience different things happen in our lives because of the risk levels mm-hmm. that we allow. Mm-hmm. So one of, the, one of the measurements that we went through is if you're a – and there's different risk factors by person – Right? Mm, right. So if you're a a young female and you go out to the bar and you uh, stay until closing and then you traverse down a dark alley or a dark street to get to your car, your risk levels are pretty high that mm-hmm. something bad could happen. You're in an environment that is fraught with alcohol and people that are not making good judgments because of the alcohol you're in a dark area that's not well lit, you're by yourself, you're looking for your car keys, not paying attention to the environment around you, lots of bad things could happen. Mm -hmm. Not that they will, Mm -hmm. but you've introduced a whole slew of risks, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you take a man uh, uh, that goes, you know, to the bar and does the same thing, Mm -hmm. and he, but his risk levels aren't the same. You know, it's less likely that a robber or a rapist is going to come and knock down a 240-pound man trying to get into his truck mm-hmm. than it is a 97-pound girl trying to get into her car. Yeah. They're just facts. Mm-hmm. It's not a judgment on anybody. Those are risk facts, right? Well, we have risk facts for all kinds of behavior and for psychology. So when you have somebody who goes out and does, makes decisions that will increase their risk factor for non, and I don't want to use the word conforming, but non, 
traditional behaviors, non-socially acceptable behaviors amongst your friends, then you're going to introduce more risk for you to get bullied, for you to be ostracized, for you to have bad um, interactions with your peers. Mm-hmm. The, this kid in Uvaid, um, I, I saw social media posts that were by him. Um, he has, he was, had fallen into the trap that so many kids are today with the transgender identity. Mm-hmm. He didn't dress in what we would consider a common or, or standard dress for kids his age. He, he stood out differently. And in all those cases, and, and there, we all do things that are a little bit different from each other. We're, I'm not saying that we're automatons or we should all march to the same beat and be exactly the same about everything. No. But there are, there are slight differences in, in this that's called individualism. And then there are extreme swings of difference. That your peers don't always, especially young people, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not, they're pretty candid, right? Right. They're not going to hold back when they feel or say, want to say something. We should know that as individuals. This goes back to what you were saying, Grant, about we create weak people. Right. So w- most of these weak people think that should be able to do anything they want, think anything they want, look any way they want dress any way they want. Do anything they want. And nobody <laughs> has the right to ever look at them and go, then I'll cry. See, that's because we have lost the um, the moral fabric that used to be woven into our society mm-hmm. where it was taught that there are certain things that, you know, are a moral standard. There are certain things that you shouldn't do. Yeah. You know, if you make choices that are bad, you're, there's going to be bad consequences. consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a certain thing that upheld this certain level of sanity, so to speak. Um, Ethics and morals. Right. That, that <laughs> our country was actually founded on the idea that that would be there, uh, you know. But now we've stripped that away and people are starving for an answer mm-hmm. yeah. because they're so confused, they're so lost, and yeah. nobody has an answer that's any good. So when you have teachers and, and the media saying, it's maybe you're trans if you have these thoughts and, and stuff like that, they're so lost, mm-hmm. they don't. They, it actually resonates. In their, well, in it's their, actually going yeah. beyond that now. They're recruiting at such an early age now that they're telling kids, you can't know what you are. Just because you were born a boy, that doesn't mean you are a boy. Oh, wow. And the kids are like, what? They're trying to destroy the whole concept of identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because identity should always be your choice. And it doesn't have to stay the same. It can change. It can be fluid. Of course. So now you take this kid that uh, is in a largely Hispanic area. Mm-hmm. And you mix in the fact that now he is identified as a transgender or or homosexual. I'm not sure which way it was, but it was obvious in his pictures it's one of those two. I mean, he was holding a pride flag and a bunch of other stuff, and he was dressed in girls' clothes. So there's something there that was non-standard, right? Right. And in a, in a largely Hispanic neighborhood and... Hispanics are not going to be very accepting of that. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I've been around Hispanic people my entire life, worked intimately with some extremely close people in, in my life. I know how they feel about that. Yeah. Actually, most of the world does not <laughs> well, like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. China, Japan, uh, the Middle East, you know, pretty much every Muslim country, mm-hmm. pretty much all of Africa. Yeah. You know, so here's Russia. an interesting thing I saw today in an interview. They were showing um, a bunch of folks from Africa in Africa. They were showing them people in America talking about transgenderism and their philosophies and the ideas behind all of it. And America used to be the place that everywhere in the world wanted to come and live. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we we were the envy of the world. Yeah. People would do anything. I mean, we see people that will walk a thousand miles across Central America to get to America. Yeah. To the United States. They want to be here. Mm-hmm. That's waning. Mm-hmm. They were showing these African men all these things. 
And then this were, guy were looked at, him said, at us? They looked at us and they looked at him and said, "So, would you guys still want to move to America?" And I said, "No." <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw that. I would say good. <laughs> we're scared good of for, good, no, for no. The, good for no, them. No, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Not not that don't come, right? But like. You know, don't come because it's dangerous here. Well, yeah, it's, right? it's like, it, and it is. It's dangerous, and I'm not talking about from a physical dangerous because I don't no, think it is a, that much. It's, it's a mental dangerous, yeah. dangerous, <laughs> and spiritually, and very spiritually, very dangerous. much so. Yep. See, one of the things that um, you know, even if you broach the topic of mental illness with most people, or even if the media somehow let that become a topic of conversation, mm-hmm. the underlying root causes of mental illness won't be talked about. No. And that's the spiritual aspect of things. Oh, yeah, this is we, sure. we know that we live in a fallen world. Yeah. We know that we live in a world that is, uh, you know, ruled by uh, the principalities of the air, mm-hmm. you know, the, that Satan has got a certain amount of time left, mm-hmm. you know, and it's his agenda that he's pushing forward. And so... Some people don't put it together that oh, there's there's good and evil. Like there really right. literally is two two sides, right? Like either you're right. on God's side or Satan, you know, and he, you're gonna be occupied by one or the other, right? And so <laughs> that that's that's the root of most mental illness is a uh, you know spiritual yeah, issues exactly. You know whether and and if you if you can deal with the root of those issues, mm-hmm. often the mental illness is a lot easier to deal with or can, yeah. or can, you know, um, be lifted off of that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and we have such a high number of people that suffer from mental illness in different levels. I mean, mm-hmm. we're probably one of the, the number one nations on the planet that is, uh, got, prescription drugs for depression, for anxiety. Yeah. I mean, these are mental illnesses, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're things that you have to, you need to seek counseling for. Mm-hmm. You need to seek healing for, not just get drugged up for. Yeah. Because we see, we've seen other mass shooters, let's call them. Mm-hmm. That's what the media is going to call them. But we've seen other people that go into schools or businesses and, and do violent acts and, we find out later that they were on uh, some psychotropic drug. Yeah. yeah. And either they had misused it mm-hmm. or they had quit taking it. Mm-hmm. In, you know, we have to get to the point where we go, okay, so if you need these drugs so you can not hurt people in public, you probably shouldn't be in public. Right. Because we can't trust you to take the drug. Yeah. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I read an article today that there's a woman who is objectum sexual, right. and she wants to marry an airplane. Really? Oh, you got to be kidding me! Reminds me of that that mix that what was it? It was a Japanese guy that married a. Oh yeah, the Japanese did, guy. He married, he married um, a, an anime anime hologram. Hologram, an oh, anime um, hologram. That that's that's um. Also, there was a woman in the the UK who mm-hmm. married her cat. Yes. Because her landlord wanted to make her get rid of her cat, and she wanted to give the cat legal rights. She, she claims married? there's no sexual relationship with her cat, but she never wants to live without him. Wow. So the law allowed Sorry, her we went to from marry airplane her cat. to hologram to cat no I, <laughs> but i mean this is all this is insanity is what this is this is all product of the same thing that we're talking about yeah an airplane if you want <laughs> and, and, and not just an airplane which one it's a toy Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say like I a Gulfstream. Yes. No, she, she, she <laughs> thinking claims, like private jet. She claims that she is aroused by aircraft. Oh, that and is she so wants bad. to be she wants to be able to marry her toy Boeing seven thirty seven. I think it's a seven thirty seven. Oh my word! I mean, doesn't matter which one it is, but I want to get it is a seven thirty seven. That it's really sad. I mean, this is. This the is world just, we're coming to, and it he's he, she has condemnation of, she our, has of the state desi- of America. She has uh, assigned a gender. It's him. What? So this is mental illness. <laughs> I, I am sorry. There is just no way to to avoid saying that. No. If you want to marry 
an inanimate, inanimate object, mm-hmm. you, you need some help. Right. Does she have conversations with it? I can't even. I couldn't get very far into the article. I mean. Wow. It's terrifying. Because these people that have these issues are out in our public and they have influence over other people because we all have influence over other people, right? Mm -hmm. Should the person that wants to marry their cat or a, an avatar, mm-hmm. or an airplane, or a toaster, or a goat, <laughs> should they be allowed to influence other people? I mean, this is a decision that society needs to make. Mm. We used to be good at making those decisions. We oh, would go, yeah. mm, no, you're out. Mm-hmm. Come here. This is your new address. <laughs> we have this nice jacket for you. <laughs> well, the problem is there's so many people... Yeah, I think they're all kind of full now. right now, aren't they? Well, the <laughs> institute, so those that insane institutions. <laughs> and really, that isn't the problem. The problem is, is they were abused. The right. institutions were abused, mm-hmm. and they disbanded them because of the abuse. Now, that is equally as ignorant, in my opinion, as banning guns because somebody misuses it. Right. right. If you've... Cause if there are people that were abusing others and people being abused in mental institutions, you shouldn't get rid of the institution. You should fix it. Mm-hmm. You should get rid of those people that are causing the problem. Right. Well, I mean, the same thing could be said about any institution. I mean, you yeah. look at prisons. I was and, just going to say and, prisons, and, uh, which we haven't know, gotten rid of those yet. I don't cr- understand. Criminal reform, you know, <laughs> and... And there's issues with that because mm-hmm. they go through, they go into the system, they come out, and then they go back in because it's it's not designed to actually reform them. Well, so and we've talked about this for probably 30 years, and nothing has really been done mm-hmm. except privatization of prisons, which in some cases have made it worse. Oh, so we, by far. That, that's, the, that's part of this same discussion. We have gotten rid of the term correctional facility. Mm-hmm. Because correction means that we're going to go in and try to reform or fix. Right? Oh, yeah, right. And now they're detention facilities. Mm-hmm. Right. And no desire or plan nope. to correct anything. Nope. We're just punishing you. Yeah. So th- that's not going to, you put somebody into that, they don't come out any better than they went in. They probably right. come out much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that really kind of what was happening in a lot of the mental institutions in the past and much, much worse. People were really being abused there. Oh, and, there were, I've uh, heard a lot the, the, of different stories. It was incredibly, um, in, incredible, incredibly bad what people were going through. Um, lobotomies and just and just rape and just amazing torture. Mm. We have to be able to do better than that. We have to do, be able to do better than to have people out in public that, can't function. I mean, I know personally multiple people who have a form of PTSD that literally can't stand being around another human being. Like, even if they go to the grocery store, they almost get in a fight every time they're in line. Mm. And they're on medication. Mm -hmm. One of the guys I know, he's been arrested like 10 times. Mm. But because he's on medication and he has the issue, he doesn't ever go to jail. Oh, he pays a fine and he moves on. Wow. But he's been in like 10 fights. And it's over stupid things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like one one time he actually felt that there was a guy that was crowding him on the on the grocery checkout because he didn't wait for his stuff to get completely off the belt. He started putting things on the belt. Oh, like every normal person in a grocery <laughs> store. Yeah. But that caused a fight. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Oh, my word. <clears throat> the, I, I'm sorry. The, he didn't have a gun, mm-hmm. but he beat the guy up and he had to go to the hospital. Oh, my word. Does that guy belong in public? Yeah, no. No, we don't. <laughs> no. So, so where we, are we going to send him? We have, well, we have a pretty big road to hoe here, right? <laughs> right. We, know, we have to, one, admit that we need the facilities, that they need to be managed and organized properly. Uh, yeah. And Better than our prisons right now at this point. 
Yeah, because you don't want to just create another prison system where you go, okay, so you're not fit for society, so you got to go sit over here in an encaged. Mm-hmm. Well, that isn't right either. No. You know? There, there's got to be a way for us to create a, a good standard of living for people who have mental illness mm-hmm. that can receive the treatment that they need and and keep the rest of society safe from the actions that they might bring upon us. Um, I, I don't care who you are. If you're in your head, if you think that it's the right thing to shoot your grandmother in the face, you have a mental problem. Right. In, in your head, if it's okay for you to go into a school and start scooting, shooting the school children, you have a mental problem. Mm-hmm. And this has nothing to do with the tool that you use to cause the violence. Right. You have a mental problem. Yep. None of those decisions are right, normal, or sane. Mm-hmm. If you are the Pittsburgh shooter, if you're, the, you know, all these other people that are creating violence throughout our country, if you look at your situation and you think you need to go into Walmart and shoot the place up because they didn't have your kind of soy milk, right? you've got a mental problem. Yeah, the, We have to start talking about the roots of the problems mm-hmm. and resolve those and not allow the media or politicians, or somebody else with a bigger agenda to take away civil rights, to take away our freedoms in order to create a fake narrative of peace and safety for everybody because that's not what's going to happen. Right. Criminals do not care about laws. Is it illegal to shoot your grandmother in the face? Yes. Is it illegal to go into a school and shoot children? Is it illegal to take a gun on school property? Yes, that's just gun-free zone. How dare they? Can we start counting the number of times that they ignored (laughs) the law here? Right? That's just it. But see, they don't see all... Well, and I'm not going to say they don't see all this, but, you know, like you said, they're pushing a narrative. they got to disarm the American people. Yeah, and, and, and we have to understand that you know, they talk about assault rifles or uh, military-grade weapons. Cannons? Like so what so, so let's, let's talk about military-grade weapons for a second. Okay. The flintlock was a military-grade weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's time. The lever-action Henry? Mm-hmm. Military-grade weapon. Yeah. The Colt Peacemaker? Military-grade weapon. AR-15? Not ever been a military-grade mm-hmm. weapon. Oh, no. It just looks like one. Yeah. Sometimes. So the Armalite rifle uh-huh. was originally built as an AR-10. The United States government made a deal with Colt to purchase the rights to construct a version of the AR-10 similar to, uh-huh. and therefore they created the AR-15 for civilian purposes. Then they converted it for the military into an M-16. Right. The M16 is fully automatic mm-hmm. and not fully semi-automatic like some of our wonderful lead people in Washington, D.C. Fully semi-automatic is not a thing. Right. It's, it's trigger words. It doesn't matter what semi, they are. Yeah. That, they that, don't care what comes out of their mouth as long as it sounds bad. It's yes, right. Got to, got to, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Our president <laughs> no, 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 yesterday no, no. said that a 9 millimeter will blow <laughs> the lung out of your body. <laughs> well... That's right. because he's just losing his mind. But <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> the one that I love the most uh-huh. is when they call them automatic weapons. Oh yeah, the automatics. Because yeah. every gun, <laughs> except for a revolver, even is... revolvers now are almost automatic. Yeah. <laughs> but automatic weapons is basically every, every... gun. No, <laughs> it's a semi-automatic, and there's a difference. I know, but like technically, you could call it an automatic mm-hmm. because it's a form of an automatic. <clears throat> yeah, maybe we should define play on words. <laughs> a semi-automatic fires every time you pull the trigger. Exactly. What's a full automatic? A full automatic, you pull the trigger back and it fires repeatedly without you moving your hand again. Oh. Okay. And you have to be really trained to be accurate with a fully automatic. (laughs) So semi-automatic's actually better for you. Right. (laughs) But they they are using language to be scary so they can influence people's ideas. That's exactly right. Like a bump stock. Again, fear. Oh, man. (laughs) Anybody that's ever seen a bump stock in action would laugh about that. Yeah, no, they're so stupid. Uh, Anyways. It is a worthless tool. Yes, it is. It's a gimmick that somebody created so somebody could try to be cool. Mm-hmm. So if we're getting on to the the topic of 
why they're actually, you know, calling this out and using every opportunity to say gun control, gun control, gun control. Um, I want to take this opportunity to talk about um, not, I'm not putting on my white hat in here. (laughs) Okay. I'm not calling it like a conspiracy at human level. Okay. Because to say that this was all planned by humans would be, it would be unbelievable to anybody. Mm-hmm. But again, going back to the spiritual aspect of things, we know that there's an underlying evil force that pushes buttons, knows what to do, working in conjunction with the plans that he is setting up because mm-hmm. these are evil plans to to take away our freedoms, to take away our liberties, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you see all these gun shootings happening all around the same time, and then they're talking about gun control at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's not a coincidence. It's a spirit. It's it's may appear to be coincidence on the sur- the surface level, but when you look at the spiritual realm, it's not. Mm-hmm. That's where the connections are. Mm-hmm. That's where everything ties together. My turn. Yes. All right. You're right, and here here's why you're right. The United States of America is the most blessed nation to ever exist. Amen. And I will argue that against anyone that wants to argue it. God blessed this land and Mm -hmm. the people that live here greater than he has ever blessed anyone. And I even include Israel in that. Look at the resources that this nation has. Oh, We have the most natural resources in our plant, in the earth Mm -hmm. of any planet, any, any country on the planet. Oh, yeah. We have the most fresh water of any country on the planet. Mm-hmm. We have every growing zone that there is in this country. So you can grow every kind of plant and vegetable. That's amazing. Every food source is available to be grown in this country. Mm-hmm. We're the only country like that. We have more energy between geothermal, wind, natural resources in the ground, gas, oil, coal, mm-hmm. water, hydroelectric, hydroelectric. All of this is in great abundance. Mm-hmm. We have the most natural resources for firewood, fuel, for um, open land for growing crops. Most fertile soil on the planet is here in this country. Yeah, before Monsanto destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we, but we have oceans on three sides of our country. Mm-hmm. We have more salt than any other country on the planet. Yeah, just Salt Lake alone. No, I'm not even talking about in the waters. I'm talking about <laughs> salt mines in the ground. Oh, yeah, okay. We have True. The, we have oh, silver. Oh, yeah, the biggest salt mine in the country. It's like an underground city now because they've mm-hmm. dug it out, and it's like just this cavernous. It's silver, incredible. gold. Um, we, we have snow on, on some of the peaks in our country year-round. We have deserts that are year-round. We have... Every climate known to man, from mm-hmm. tropical to to mild to winter to everything in this country, we have, God has blessed us with abundant food, more food than we could ever eat as a nation of 374 million people. We can't eat all the food that we produce. Yeah. We can't drink the water that we have available to us. We have excess of everything, wealth, one of the most wealthiest nations to ever exist. Mm-hmm. We burn money, literally burn it. Mm-hmm. I've watched people do it on television. $100 bills set them on fire. Where in history have you ever seen anybody purposely destroy money? Germany. And I'm talking about before the economy crashed, like <laughs> no. oh, okay. Venezuela or something, right? <laughs> right. And, but I'm, a country that is thriving and still going on, and people are wanting to burn the money they just earned. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, we, we, most of the world lives on an equivalent of about 24 to $26 a day. Mm-hmm. We have people that make 10 times that an hour. Yeah. And, and most of our, most of the people that are working in this country make far more than that in a day, $24. They'll make multiple times that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes up to, you know, I think the, probably the minimum wage is what, about four or five times of, the, of that amount. Yeah. We have been incredibly blessed. And we 
in our core, we know this. Yes. And one of the, the things that Satan is all about is enslaving human beings. He enslaves us with lies. Mm-hmm. He, his whole goal is to enslave us. Yeah. And it starts with the lie. It started in the garden with a lie, right? Mm-hmm. You can be like God. Mm-hmm. And um, so he just has con- continued this, this drive to enslave humanity. In order for um, the United States, I keep saying America, and I got to, I know that the U.S. isn't America, but we, we kind of have this mentality that we are America. But the United States, in order to enslave this nation, there are things that have to be broken. Because one, we are a Judeo-Christian nation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what anybody wants to say about it. That is our roots. That is our foundation. And God's hand is on this country. And you could, you could, there's no way you would ever be able to convince me that's not true. Mm-hmm. Just by what I've already listed, the blessing. Mm-hmm. Show me somebody else more blessed. Yeah. Um, but in order for you to stop Christianity in this nation... There's some things that have to go first. You have to get rid of the First Amendment. Yeah. You got to get rid of free speech because we can't just go around evangelizing if we can't go freely speak, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to get rid of that one. Well, it'd be like everywhere else in the world. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you can't get rid of the First Amendment here without getting rid of that Second Amendment. Yeah, that Second one. Boy, that's a nasty one, isn't it? <laughs> and that's what this fight's about. <laughs> it is. The yep. truth is this, this is Satan's fight. He has to get guns out of American hands mm-hmm. because that's what keeps us from being slaves. Yes. So here's the here's the the deeper and the next level connection here. What happens when America is no longer in a position to be a world superpower where we have collapsed because we have let our laws degrade or go away? Mm-hmm. We've lo- given up our rights and freedoms. What happens? America becomes vulnerable to a global power. We're there now. We're there. They're on our, the brink. Our president is turning over some of our sovereignty to the WHO now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when illegally, I would add, because Congress would be the only ones that would have the right to even approach that topic. Yeah, and it would Congress... have to be an amendment to the Constitution, an amendment level law yeah, to in order for that to actually be a legal so, action, mm-hmm. but you're 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 arguing semantics because no, I know what le- what is legal because they've just made an entire mockery of our government. But what mm-hmm. is legal? Legal is what you get away with. Mm-hmm. That's kind of true. That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, it may... in in our government, legal is what I can do. Yeah. Well, no, I would say it's not. It's really? still it's still against the law. They're just getting away with it. Yeah, they're just getting away with it. Yeah. That doesn't make it that doesn't make it right. If someone were to come along and if we were to rise up and we were able, actually able to hold them accountable, they would be held accountable to the laws that were already established. That's not true. But that won't we, happen. No, that won't happen. That that would never be true because in any uprising they would, not, they would all. They, nobody ever goes back to their constitution and says, "We're going to punish you the way the constitution says." Mm-mm, that isn't what happens. All uprisings are violent. Well, that that may be true. Yeah. All uprisings are. But emotional. if we if we were to do it the way that the founding fathers might have envisioned the need for the reason they put it there, the whole point of the Second Amendment was so that we could hold our. Uh, or uh, what I don't want to call them superiors, but hold those that we put in in place accountable. To, our representatives mm-hmm. to hold them accountable. That mm-hmm. was the whole I know. point. And you're right. But and, we've and already was... done that once. That's what the Civil War was about. See, the what happened? The reconciliation after the Civil War mm-hmm. was the most unique reconciliation in all of history. It was the first time that the winning side didn't obliterate the the losing side. Yeah. Ask the French. Yeah. Look what happened in the French Revolution. Oh, yeah, that destroyed them. What we did after the Civil War was so unique because we said, we're going to welcome you back in. We're going to be brothers again. Mm-hmm. We're going to forgive you. I don't think you can do that twice. I could be wrong. Well, 
I don't know that we could actually have a civil war now. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Either. And the reason I say that is because it's not like a, it's not like a territory versus territory thing. There are yeah. people on both sides, like our neighbors. Some of our neighbors think the opposite thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Some of them believe the lies. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them might be so passionate as to fight against you because they believe the lies. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's not like you you can't fight a war where it's like okay we can we can take this ground and then you know we know that this area that we have is is sovereign and safe. No, no, yeah. like it's guerrilla warfare everywhere. It's urban guerrilla warfare everywhere. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the, it's complete destruction. There's mm-hmm. not there's not a realistic situation, or, or that you can say that you could have another civil war. No. There's a lot of people that are in some of them in very large circles that are saying it's time for a national divorce. But how do you do that? I mean, Look. honestly, you, you really can't because you, you can't, you can't say, okay, everybody that's a liberal has to leave the state of Florida. Right. I can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, I mean, if you were going to divide the country up, right. Uh huh. If you said, okay, so there can be no Republicans in Georgia, mm-hmm. and there can be no no Democrats in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Right. No, you really can't. You can't do that. Mm-mm. I mean, th- come on. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And for people that are saying, oh, yeah, we can do it. No, come on. It's a fantasy that... No, you're not going to do it. It's just not realistic. And that doesn't help anybody to talk like that. Yeah. What we need to do is start taking control back... From the minority narrative. And it is a very loud minority that's doing all this screaming. We've got to throw PC fear out the window. And we have got to stand up and show the world who the majority of the people in the United States really are. Mm -hmm. Well, this is why I am so, like, I wouldn't, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say passionate, but maybe that is the right term. But this is why I'm so, like, adamant about um, what Jeremy Boring from the Daily Wire, how he described it, because they had yeah. a whole roundtable discussion about, you know, what so uh, is, is civil war and, mm-hmm. and and how should that look like? And he was he was the voice amongst them that said there shouldn't be one and there, there, there probably won't. What needs to happen is a cultural it's it's a cultural shift. And we're seeing that happen. A cultural we're shift. seeing counter what what. The left called counterculture in the 70s and 80s. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing that now is a conservative movement, and and it's and happening. Not, there, yeah. There's industry. There's there's media. There's yeah. everything. You know, the, it's it's moving towards that, and we can be a part of that change. It takes a long time. But I think mm-hmm. that we but, we can't surrender either. And I, I don't always I didn't agree with everything that Jeremy said because not he said you but, create a new system, right? A new avenue. And I think no, you kick them out of where you're at. But that's what I was feeling. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, it, I, I, if, it, if it's possible, but like, it is. I mean, look at. I mean, look at Disney. Who would have thought? This is one of the most powerful companies in the country. Oh yeah. And the state of Florida said, "I'm done dealing with your stupid," mm-hmm. because our governor got millions of emails and millions of people calling saying, "This has to stop." Mm-hmm. And so he went, and he made it stop. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it. Yeah, that doesn't but, mean that their power has been taken away completely. They've just oh, it's been they've, hurt. They've just been dealt a huge blow. Oh yeah, but yeah. that's how, you have to start somewhere. That that cultural change where they were trying to be part of the destruction of the core family, mm-hmm. where they were trying to be the destruction, part of the destruction of our core values. That took a giant hit. Mm-hmm. They're no longer a, a, a leading voice. People actually mock them now. Wow. I mean, people are now, people that were enslaved to their movies and their products and their toys and the, and going to the theme parks, they've walked away. Yeah. I mean, look how they've lost billions. Now, you see, this is why I would actually argue that, you know, creating alternate and and new things versus just taking back the old um, is that, yes, you can you can apply moves and you can apply pressure and maybe Disney will look at their bottom in line and be like, okay, 
Um, we took a massive hit. Let's uh, let's redirect. Let's just say that that was something that they did, and then people are like, oh well, they're not. They just they they're not doing this anymore. Okay, well, is that trust just come back? I mean, should should we st- no. still trust them? No, we, no. But you create alternates. Mm-hmm. You create new forms but do we of. Need that? Of that, things that, that, that can that can fill that see, void. We have to because, talk about that because what what the problem is is that mm-hmm. most people don't want to break out of that like that media you know entertainment. You see, know. we have to fix that. That's right. one of the things we have to fix. But you can, we have to get you out can, of this un- you can mentality. Do that by that you creating, have to be constantly entertained. You can do that by creating alternate culture because no matter what you do, you you're going to be indoctrinating somebody on something. Right, but part, so part of this process, positive indoctrination, part of this process yeah. needs to be to r- remove the chains and shackles of entertainment. Right, yeah. but you have so many people that just won't listen. They won't. Yeah, they won't do it. That if you right. give them an alternative, you might give no, them. Let them fall by the wayside. You can't save everybody. We have got to get that in our heads as a Christian let, nation. Wow, we cannot wow. save everybody. I'm just saying, like. If you create uh, an alternate, an alternate that, that allows alternate could them to be the tripping stone for other people, though, why do that? No, you could just watch the destruction of America if you don't. If you're not smart, if you're not wise about how you do it, it won't destroy. Look at CNN. You know how powerful CNN was back in the '80s and the '90s. They were huge. I mean, I, I fought in the Gulf War. In the 90s, CNN was one of the only people over in Saudi Arabia that was a news agency. Wow. CNN was huge. I mean, no, I bigger than we can even imagine today. Have you watched where their numbers are at? Who's watching oh, them? Oh, their numbers are terrible. They're like 10th, 12th. they have any power? They still exist, but they're inconsequential. I think that's what's going to happen to Disney. They're going to become inconsequential. I think you're going to see them lose pieces, their sell pieces off, because they're not going to be able to stand up to the onslaught of truth. That's what we need to have happen. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that happen. We need to see the monopolies of this, the the Disneys and the Warners and all, fall apart. Yeah, no, I would agree. And the way you do that is that you see them for what they are, you don't try to replace them to create a new version. You help them get hurt by being exposing the truth, by exposing the fact that they want, they're part of this machine that wants to take away your rights. And you do that politically. You, you get the right types of governors, the right types of mayors, the right types of representatives in your state that will agree with you. We, we need to come out into the polls with the flood and quit being quiet and sitting on our couches at home and not going and voting. Yeah, weren't we supposed to have some type of laws set up for that things don't turn into monopolies? Like, well, how did a lot of these monopolies I, work? I, well, there's... No, we were all supposed to, also supposed to have flying cars at this point. Yeah, <laughs> no, I but <laughs> I, I'm old enough to remember that there used to be a company that we called Ma Bell. It was Southwestern Bell right. back where I was from. And they actually lost a huge uh, court case mm-hmm. where they broke their company up. Oh, and that's back in the day when we had MCI and all these other people. They got split up and went different directions because the courts, and it was their competition that took them to court to cause this, said, well, they're too powerful. So yet, if you up, don't create competition, how can you break up the monopolies? That's just, yeah. Well, I've seen today that. you do it with your money. You do exactly what we did, what the governor did with with uh, Disney. You understand that all of the media companies, Fox, CNN, all of them, huge tax breaks. Right. Mm -hmm. They get government supplement. You and I pay taxes so they get money from us and they're billion-dollar corporations. Mm -hmm. Stop that. Stop it. Hurt them where it matters. Take away their money. That's what I said they should have done to the banks in 08, but... Right? See how that works? I agree with you. They're too big we, to fail. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what should, I'm seeing. We should have let the car companies fail. We should have let the banks fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should have, but they didn't. That's the only way they'd learn their lesson. Yeah. But they, they wouldn't learn their lesson. They would just go out of business. Yeah, if they go out of business and fail, then... They, they learn their lesson. They learn that they don't <laughs> get bailed out. <laughs> who, who is the person that you want to learn the lesson? Because this, they got bailed this, out, no, they were able to reinvent the how they were doing bank that. bank isn't a they. It's not a person. So who is a bank? A bank? 
Who, who's the leader? It'd be the CEO. Okay. Okay. So if you let a bank fail, what happens to the CEO? Well, he normally gets fired, right? Or he gets removed. Really? <laughs> or they resign. That's what shall, happens. Shall, they shall resign. We discuss what happens in the corporate world. <laughs> they, so resi- almost, they resign with a big... There you go. There you go. Package. A golden yep. parachute. The golden parachute. Do you think it hurts that CEO to lose that No, job? that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the deeper structure of banks in, in the world. Banks are what controls the world. That'd be really hard. Not really. One family controls all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rothschilds. <laughs> yeah. And you think that somebody that's worth $500 billion is going to give two hoots if the bank in America collapses? Because guess what? No, they'll just start another one. Oh, no. No, 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 no need. Because they own the one down the street. <laughs> yeah, they, they own almost all of them. Same company owns Pepsi and Coke. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be competitors in this world, but they're owned by the same people. Yep. So this is the same concept, though, when it comes to these big media corporations. That's why they're still around, because they're not owned by the CEOs. They're owned by people. Stockholders. Who have who have diversified their portfolios to the point where they're billionaires. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not just going to go away if they go away. Right. That's why we're in some of the mess that we're in today, because a lot of these, a lot of these big corporations have bought out every all their competition, turned it into a monopoly, and then when their warehouse blows up, well, now we got shortages in baby food formula, because only one or maybe two makes the certain type of formula in in the United States, and it used to be a whole bunch of them, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. You know, I know that. Um... There are circumstances where baby formula is actually necessary for the health of a child. But when I first heard about this and I heard the outcry, all I could think of is like, but God gave you a way to feed your baby. Yeah, but the since the pandemic, they've been telling all these mothers not to do that. So, but the, the, again, that goes back to like, do we listen to the state or do we listen well, to what's natural? not a question you should be asking right now, probably. <laughs> I mean, we, we all shut our business down. We, we put masks on. We, a majority of the society allowed themselves to be injected with an experimental drug mm-hmm. repeatedly. I think you answered your own question there. The greater state of things. It is, dude. <laughs> so, Lord. for the purposes of this show... um. We have to be stand solid on the fact that the Second Amendment is very important mm-hmm. to this country for our freedom. Yeah. Because it is the only thing that keeps us from getting overrun by a totalitarian society. Mm-hmm. It protects the freedom of speech. It protects all the other amendments, amendments to the Constitution. It really does. All of the Bill of Rights are supported and protected by the Second Amendment. There, we have not been invaded, and we have not been invaded by another country, and we've not fought battles on our soil because of the Second Amendment. Yeah, exactly. The 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 Japanese, uh, what was he, an admiral in World War II, said that, that you could never invade America because behind every blade of grass, mm-hmm. there's a rifle. That's right more guns here in America than there is people. Right. What was it Biden said yesterday that the second amendment is not absolute or something like that? <sighs> I'm sorry, but what part of shall not be in French? The, the people that were <laughs> that are doing all this talking nowadays are the reason the second amendment was written. Yeah, dude, it's more pre- 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 prevalent today. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you need evidence that these people will do whatever they want, and take away every right they feel necessary. Look at what they're saying and doing right now. Mm-hmm. And the way that they mislead people and the misinformation they put out about these tragic accidents or accidents, incidents, um, it becomes more apparent that the goal is just to take away our freedom. Mm-hmm. If they ever get the a way to take away the Second Amendment, we'll be enslaved. Oh, we will. There's nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. And... 
you know, there's no difference between a nine millimeter pistol and a twenty two caliber pistol and a forty five caliber pistol or an AR fifteen and a Marlin rifle or a, a semi automatic twenty two. None of those things are any more lethal or dangerous than the other. Mm-hmm. One of the smallest calibers in the planet that has ever been used as a defense or, or aggressive weapon is a twenty five caliber pistol. Mm-hmm. It's extremely small caliber. Mm-hmm. And they still, to this day in some countries, use that as a pocket pistol for self-defense. Oh, yeah. Because you can defend yourself with it. Mm-hmm. It is dangerous. It is lethal. Yep, well, 25 auto. And none of it doesn't matter. If we give the government the right to take away one of these tools for self-defense, then we're we're just giving away our freedoms for no reason. Yeah. And they'll never give anything back. Right. And they'll just want more next time. Mm-hmm. They keep coming with their hand out. Yep. Well, next time they'll just take. Because yeah, because you won't some be point, able to stop them. Yeah, and and as I said before, it's a deterrent. Do not mm-hmm. care. I mean, look, they're taking one thing at a time, slowly away from us. I mean, we can't get bump stocks anymore. So, okay. <laughs> going back to that silly thing. <laughs> they're trying. You also can't buy full automatic machine guns. You know that? Yeah, you can't. You used to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was telling and, me about and, that and, in the and day. And here's the, here's the thing. I grew up in a country, and in every pickup truck, there were shotguns and rifles hanging yeah, in the back had, window. Yeah, we had hangers. I had them in my, in my old pickup truck. Yep. N- nobody ever got shot. I know, right? Isn't that amazing? Like, they didn't get out, and they didn't point at me and, and shoot me. And guess what? We had AR-15s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody ever got shot in our schools. Nope. So it's not a gun problem. No. It's a societal problem, and it's a mental health issue. It is. Exactly. Fix the problems in our society, fix the mental health, mm-hmm. and these problems go away. Well, I think that's about it for today, don't you? That um, good. You guys any parting comments? No? I think so. All right. Well, this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast, and today on A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, we've been talking about our Second Amendment and violence in our country, as well as the mental health issues that our country faces. All of these things come together to create a super storm of issues. And right now they're being used as a tool or a weapon to take away our rights. And we need to stand up and be wise about what we're doing and what we're saying. So if you would, please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to visit our new website at vrbroadcast.org where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show and our guests. Also find us on Facebook at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. And do us a favor, recommend the podcast to your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening. Have a